Hey guys, Haley Ryan here today, and on the podcast, James talks to Miss Avery Mars, whose journey has been unique to say the least. Avery suffered a stroke during her college career, but she didn't let that hold her back. Hear how Avery overcame such a huge obstacle and how it motivates her today. Stay tuned because it's an inspiring story and it's coming up right now on the pregame podcast. What's going on, everybody? James Whitaker here. Today, I have Avery Mars, who's a grad, fifth-year grad student at St. Joseph. Avery, if you can say what's up or hello. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Avery, glad to have you. So just to start off, um, Avery, the one thing I noticed about you is that you seem to have a track record of of being successful from high school on to college. And so the, the one thing I would like to ask you first is, what what did you develop at a young age that you think really helped you develop this sense of being successful or the track record that you have? I think a big thing um, that was instilled in me just from a young age was confidence and using your confidence mm-hmm. to empower you and empower others. So I think mm-hmm. just being confident in myself at a young age really set me apart from other people and gave me uh, the skill set that I would need to be successful in a lot of endeavors. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So confidence. And was that something that was sort of um, developed within your family? Uh, did someone push you to be confident in yourself? How did how did that confidence come about? I've always had a great support system, which I think is really important in terms of confidence. And I think everyone around me has really just found ways to elevate me in everything that I do. So um, confidence, again, is something that continues to grow. And there's times when you lack in confidence. Everyone does. But I think finding ways to get back to that confidence in different ways and just being um, just sure of yourself and just knowing who you are is really important. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, I see here in high school, you were a four year letter winner, four straight district champ, um, helped lead your team to actually the number 23 national rank. Is that correct? That is correct. That's correct. Um, What do you think the the biggest thing you would you would get? What's the advice you would give to someone who's aspiring? or um, trying to reach the heights you've reached at the high school level for any young person that's out there? I think enjoying it is really important. I look back now and I wish I could go back to high school um, and Mm -hmm. just have those competitive games where you know everyone on the other team and all that stuff. It's a lot of fun. And I had a lot of great counterparts as well, um, teammates that were also ended up being Division I athletes as well. So just the talent that was on our team was unbelievable. But we also... Um, garnered our own relationships and that really helped us develop into the team that we were. Mm -hmm. So relationships, do you think relationships, the development of relationships, do you think that's something that had a um, paramount impact on that team? For sure. I think that really is what's most important. You know, there's a lot of teams with talent, but there aren't a Mm -hmm. lot of teams that have good relationships. So I think trying to find that core um, within a big group, regardless of the talent and kind of going deeper into that when time gets hard, that's what made our team really good. Gotcha. Gotcha. And speaking of relationships, I see here that um you're into broadcasting. I am. Is yes. that correct? Yeah. yeah. So um, what, what drove you or what relationship, were there any relationships that you developed along the way, whether it was in college or while you were in high school that sort of drove you or gave you an interest in broadcasting? 
I think there there wasn't necessarily a relationship that I had that really um, made me want to be a broadcaster. I think it was more so watching um, other people that I admired, um, women especially, just seeing how they were able to go into the broadcasting field, which when I was 10 years ago, you know, that was a lot um, harder. You know, women weren't as accepted. Right. And now they're definitely, there's a voice for women, which I'm really excited about um, just to see different people like LaChina Robertson, like, just the things she's doing is really important for me, I think, as a young leader, hopefully one day being um, a broadcaster myself. So I just think the more that TV allows women to be, you know, on screen and kind of gets away from male representation and more female representation, um, that's really going to help me just to keep striving to be a broadcaster and then other young females that also would like to be a broadcaster one day. Right, right. Speaking of challenges, like you said, 10 years ago, it was fairly hard for women broadcasters to really make it into the streamline of broadcasting. Right. Um, have there been have there been any challenges that have um, had an impact or that you've seen throughout your broadcasting career thus far? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, I think it's just about representation. I think social media mm -hmm. has really helped women be mm -hmm. able to have their own voice. And I love to go on Instagram and on Twitter and see females, um, just speaking up. I think that's been a really important thing in terms of representation, especially in the broadcast and media field. Um, mm -hmm. so I think the more that social media is used and the more that, uh, women are just showing that their voice is as important as males, the more that they're going to be on the big games, um, the big broadcast channels. And I'm really looking forward to that. Right. Right. Now, Avery, I, I got to tell you, since we're speaking of challenges, yes, I couldn't help but notice the biggest challenge that I've seen a student athlete overcome, at least to my knowledge this mm -hmm. far. I was reading your bio and I saw where you actually overcame a stroke. Is that correct? That is correct. You mind telling us about that, that experience and what really drove you to be able to overcome that and now be a fifth year basketball player again? Of course. So I suffered a stroke uh, in 2014, August 23rd, 2014, and my whole left side was paralyzed immediately. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was a very drastic change in my life. You know, I went from being a division one athlete, hopefully being a starter on the team as a freshman, and then not being able to walk, not being able to uh, pick up a fork or pick up a utensil in that left hand, um, really do anything right. on my whole left side. So I lost a lot of the things that we take for granted every day. And through my three-year recovery, I was finally able to get back onto the court, and I'm blessed, and I attribute a lot of that to God and my faith uh, that just mm -hmm. kept me solid as I went through those trials. But I truly do believe that it's made me a better person and more knowledgeable and just matured me in a way that nothing else could have. So um, I just try and utilize that struggle now. You know, I'm obviously recovered, and I don't like to think of myself as a stroke victim anymore. You know, I'm a stroke survivor. Right. Um, Absolutely. Which, is, which is just my mindset. You know, you kind of have to change your mindset when things like that happen to you. So a big thing really right. is just my faith. And I use that um, throughout my life now with different, you know, different struggles I go through. Not not anything as big mm -hmm. as a stroke again, obviously, but you right, know, with, right. with a test coming up or an issue with a teammate or, you know, just being a mm -hmm. captain, things like that. I definitely have a different perspective on life and I really do not take a single day for granted. Absolutely. That's amazing. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. So glad to hear that. Thank so you. with that being said, and you fighting back, 
what is what is your why? Like what wakes you up every morning, keeps you going um, when you don't feel like doing something? What What is your why? I think there's a few things, but two things I really think about is just the strength of my voice and the the power that I have to be able to tell my story and help other mm-hmm. people go through their own struggles. You know, everyone has something. Everyone is faced with difficulties throughout their life. And I think if I can motivate others and inspire others to get up and just fight against what's happening to them, I think that's really what gets me up in the morning. And then my faith, of course, I think God has given me um, certain abilities, uh, one being my voice, as I said before, but just to influence others and continue to talk about my journey and everything I went through. So my faith is a big reason why I get up every day and continue on. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I, I heard you say your, your voice, the impact you believe your voice can have. And, yeah. um, I believe in the current climate, um, the times that we're living in, we need some strong voices out there speaking up for minorities, the marginalized and in yes. the broadcasting industry. I, I think there, I think women are the minority and the marginalized within the broadcasting industry. But I think with people such as you who are willing to step out and actually um, be willing to influence change. I think that's very impactful. So I applaud you for that. Thank you. Thank you. There's a lot of other strong women as well. So I hope to kind of, right. you know, hang out with them and stay by their side and hopefully we can um, use our power to do something great. So. Right. Right. And speaking of broadcasting, I see that you actually um shadow Rosalind Gold during yes. an NBA game on TNT. I you did. mind telling us a little bit about how, how that was and what you did? Yeah, so I was able to shadow Roz, which was a blessing. She actually did um, the NBA TV. There was a special done on me about my story and my stroke, and she was the one who interviewed me, and we kind of got close through that process. And shadowing Mm -hmm. her was the best experience I could have had. I mean, I saw firsthand how difficult the job can be, but also how amazing it can be. And she really is a warrior. And just to see her work and to see how prepared she was going into games um, just everything that she did to be her best was just amazing. And it really opened my eyes to um, how awesome the job really is, but it does take a lot mm-hmm. of work. So I think that's right. something that kind of, that people sometimes forget, you know, it looks really glamorous and Roz is a great job of, you know, looking great every day and having everything, all her hits set up and she does it with ease, but there's a lot that goes behind that. So that experience was really great. And I don't think I would have um, gotten any experience like that. So really, really grateful Absolutely. for that. Gotcha. Gotcha. So Avery, I see here where you recently received the Pat Summit Courage Award. If you don't mind telling us what that meant to you and how grateful you are to even be recognized um, with this honor. Yeah, it's a huge honor to receive an award in general, just for everything that I went through. But to have it in Pat Summit's honor is a whole nother level. And I also think the people that won it in previous years, for example, Lauren Hill, who really touched me, um, her story meant a lot to me. So to receive mm-hmm. that two years after her, you know, I was it was a very emotional day. And I really right. can't think of a better scenario where someone like that, um, I'm following in her footsteps and hopefully um, giving honor to her as well. Right. What is the Pat Summit Award? Who, what type of person does it recognize? I think it recognizes someone that's been through some type of struggle um, mm-hmm. and has not only taken that struggle and overcome it, but has also used mm-hmm. it to um, benefit them in other ways, whether that's helping others or sharing their story, um, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. You know, I think 
overcoming some type of struggle. I mean, for me, it was a stroke. Um, I just think overcoming it is one thing, but I think utilizing it in a way that benefits other people and can help your own future is a whole different thing. And I think that's what the Pat Summit Award represents is somebody that has overcome something that they didn't plan for, you know, some type of trauma in some sort, and then uses it to benefit their future. Absolutely. And you mentioned, you know, how it's, it's set aside for someone who has gone through a struggle, but not only that, but has overcome it and is now using that struggle to help someone else. So right. I want to ask, is there anything that you have planned for athletes who may be going through, may have gone through similar um, traumatic um, situations um, as far as any severe stroke or any type of trauma? Do you have any plans of trying to help them out or try to start something? athletes yeah. that are dealing with issues yeah 100 percent. i mean i hope to i already do some uh public speaking or motivational speaking whatever you want to call it um really? to middle school and high school kids and i hope i can continue to expand that um mm -hmm. to you know full arenas of people um from all ages i think it's important to highlight that again it happened to me when i was 17 and there's young children that have strokes and there's 60 year olds that have strokes you know right. things like that don't discriminate it can happen to any age any gender any race and i think the biggest thing that I want to do is be able to just tell people my stories so that they can not only relate to me, but they can relate it to themselves and everything that they've gone through in order to push through whatever struggle they're facing. You know, it could be something also as simple as a loss of a job or um, maybe right. a family member. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be some type of um, condition or something that happens to your physical body. You know, it could be a mental struggle you're going through. That was a Absolutely. big part of my thing, you know, was figuring out the physical aspect of it. Obviously, I was paralyzed. so that was kind of forefront. But at the end of the day, the mental side is what actually ended up holding me back the most when I was ready to come back and play. So it's really important for me to continue to talk to whoever really will listen and whoever can relate to my story. You know, I'm really blessed just to be in a position to talk to people. Right. I didn't realize that's, that's cool. I didn't realize that you were actually doing public speaking um, engagements. How long after the stroke and after you recovered, of course, did you actually start doing these public speaking engagements? Well, I, I would say that I, again, I talk to strangers. I talk to everyone. Um, I'm mm -hmm. very conversational. So <laughs> I've always, um, partaken in conversation about my situation, whether that's to one person or whether that's to 50 people. Um, right. so it kind of started, you know, maybe a year and a half out, just kind of sharing my story with whoever would listen, uh, via mm -hmm. social media as well. And then I think when I started to really get into like actual, maybe full teams or a whole class, that kind of thing, that would be within the last year. And I really okay. hope to expand on that now that I'm graduating in May, um, May or August. So um, as soon as that's done in school, um, obviously comes first. As soon as school is done, then I really hope to, you know, reach out to high schools. Um, I have a lot of connections and I hope that people reach out to me and say, you know, hey, like, really enjoy your story. I think it would really benefit our kids or whoever. So. Right. Have you been, have you been getting a lot of um, good feedback from these engagements? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome just to see, you know, people smile on their faces, too. You know, my story can be sad at times. You know, it's not right. it's not always a happy story to tell. But, like, right. I try and, like I did throughout my recovery, make light of my situation and highlight that, you know, I had mm -hmm. faith throughout and God was with me. And there's something positive that's come out of this. So, in any way, it affects people differently. I can't say that every time I walk into a room, I know how a group's going to react because I don't. Um, whether it's an older group, a younger group, you know, if they're athletes or not, you know, everyone reacts really differently to it. But if mm -hmm. I walk away and someone messages me or tells me, you know, wow, like your story really impacted me, 
that's winning the day. Then I'm good. Absolutely. You know, I can go home happy. So. Right. Well, Avery, you're truly a walking inspiration. And I hope that you continue um, impacting lives through your stories. I think you're doing um, a great work. And I pray Thank that you. you'll, you'll keep um, inspiring others, youth, especially the youth out there who are aspiring to um, become something special in their own lives. And so with all that, um, your experience as a student athlete, your successful track record, um, your experience shadowing current broadcasters, what is it that you're looking for the winning edge game changing retreat? What is it that you're looking for in this retreat? I think the biggest thing is just to gain some experience and knowledge from people I look up to and other people that are in this field that are very successful. I think the best thing that I can do right now is just continue to learn and gain knowledge. You know, I think um, all knowledge is valuable and I know the winning edge is going to have a lot of that for me. So just to have that mentor and gain that experience and learn more is really what I'm looking forward to. Gotcha. 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 And what are you yourself looking to bring to the table? I mean, it's a game changing retreat. So we need some game changes there. So what what are you going to bring to the court? I think my biggest thing is my personality and just my outgoingness. Yeah. You know, again, I okay. talk to everyone. My friends always make fun of me and say, you talk to every stranger, you know, so you say hi to everyone. And that's really right. just who I am. I love um, engaging in conversation with people. I love meeting mm-hmm. new people and just, um, just handling different personalities too. Um, so right. I'm really just excited to be able to conversate with, the other people in the cohort and then also just like the mentors and everyone will be listening to. So right, get ready. Right. You're going to see me and I'm a little loud sometimes. So you're going to see <laughs> gotcha, me right gotcha. away. You'll, you'll know when it's me. Where Where are you from? I'm from Reading, Pennsylvania, but now we're outside Redding, of Philly. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I the claim reason Philly I, though. So. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. The reason I asked that is because um when I first got to Georgetown for my master's program, I was doing an internship with the business office. And throughout mm-hmm. the athletic department, you know, if someone was walking by, I would just speak because I'm from down south and that's just a southern hospitality thing. Right. And right. my manager, he was from up north and he was like, you're not from here, are you? I was like, <laughs> nah, why did you ask? He said, because you speak to everybody. I was like, yep. I didn't know, you know, that was a an issue. I just recognize, you know, people, humanity. I like getting to know people and recognizing people. So exactly. Can, yeah, I'm one of yeah, the odd ones on the north that actually say right. people. <laughs> Hold right, the door, right. You know, so, things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We might have to adopt you to the down south uh, culture down here if that's the case. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, but um, Avery, it's been it's been great. That's all I have for today. If if there's anything you would like to say, the mic is yours. No, I'm just uh, grateful for the opportunity, and thanks for getting sitting down and talking to me for a little bit. It was fun. Yeah, no problem. Hey, looking forward to the game changing retreat in June. Me too. Sounds good. I'll see you there. Have a good one. You too. I can honestly say that was one of the most inspiring stories I've heard. If you want to find out or listen to more stories like Avery's, then go to our website, winningedgeleadership.org. Search hashtag WeGameChange on social media. We're on LinkedIn and Facebook. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at The We Leadership. And if you want to get involved, like I said, go to the website to donate or learn more. WinningEdgeLeadership.org. All right, guys. I know you want more Winning Edge podcasts, so uh, don't go anywhere. Listen to our next episode.